They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we talk about vegan nuggets out of Family Mart, winners and losers for new items at the Big Three Konbini. We bring back the mailbag and talk Christmas cake ripoffs, and Mike drives a stake into the heart of Family Mart's Poke Chicky. Now, let's head off to the Konbini. They're the Konbini, they're the Konbini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt, how are you doing this fine morning, fine evening for me? Well, uh, I was dragging, had a couple Zoom beers last night with some <laughs> colleagues and uh, passed out on the couch with uh, a oh. pint of chocolate ice cream, woke up around 8.30 and uh, managed to make my way to bed, charged up with a McGriddle sandwich from McDonald's. I got a large Ooh. coffee, so I'm starting to feel a little bit better. How are you over in Kanazawa? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, but I was a little bit tired. So I as well got a tall boy here as well. But this I've got the the tall boy lemon sour. And as you can Ooh. see, that is the Kirin the Strong, aka Kirin's Prime Sour. Prime Sour. <laughs> so uh so this is not a common one for me, as you know. Um actually I had a I had a uh the luck of my life yesterday. I went to I went to Family Mart, hmm. and I spent. Um, uh, the bill was kind of high. It was about uh, two thousand yen. It was about twenty bucks. And as you know, at the Kambini, every once in a while they have those campaigns where, like, for every seven hundred yen you spend, you get to pull out a a, a raffle or oh, a raffle. Yeah, yeah, a little lottery ticket. And if you if you win, you get to get some item. And so, boom. Hit it. Oh, that's what you got. That's what I got. I got this. And not only that, I was three for three. And so I also had this bocce highball, (laughs) another thing I never drink. (laughs) I don't know. It's a highball, but um, my luck's feeling pretty good. And hey, perfect timing because Matt, you know what this is. It's episode two, five, 25. 25. Yes. We're a quarter of the way to 100 episodes. Yes. Nobody thought we would make it past four, seven, ten, but here we are at 25. No end in sights. Konbini continues to crank out actually too much content for us to keep up with. We're like a dog chasing a car. You know, we're never going to catch it, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. It um, is. Yeah. And uh, on that note, I guess we should probably get started with the show. So, as you know, we always start out with the Chicky Wars, and this week as well, we've got two new Chickies coming up. So um, let me just go ahead and show you what we're looking at. So first off, coming out of 7-Eleven, we've got a, we've got a hot one here. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the Zaku Chicky, mm-hmm. hot and spicy. And Matt, mm-hmm. as you know, Zaku in Japanese, that means crunchy, crispy mm-hmm. and crunchy, and the hot and spicy as well. So this looks like we've got a crunchy hot and spicy chicken what do you think i am super pumped about this one here mike that looks like it has shards of glass fried into that coating it looks outstanding you know it looks like it was uh you know a bomb went off and just a bunch of frags stuck into that juicy chicky meat it was dropped into the fryer later and oh my goodness that looks damn 
good. Uh, and hot and spicy. Um, mm. I think we both like a hot and spicy chicky, though yeah. they typically don't live up to the original. But in this case, I do like the Zaku Zaku paired with the hot and spicy. I'm pumped about this one, Mike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we seen a hot and spicy chicken at the Combini? I mean, it's it's one of the classic um, flavors mm-hmm. that you that you have. But I'm actually really excited about this one, just because what like like you said, this looks really crunchy. And I just imagine you crunch in there and you've got that juice in there. So, you know, you've got mm. this crunch. And once you break through that, you've just got this juice, just <laughs> boom, just splashing out on you. So I'm really excited. Um, we'll have to see how it goes. I'll try and get it as soon as I can. But um, okay, so that's 7-Eleven. We've got one more chicken this week. And I'm talking about something that's going to be really exciting for our vegetarian friends and vegan friends. Matt, I'm talking about the the soy meat nugget. <laughs> um in Japanese, I think it's the uh, just basically soy meat nugget. I think that's exactly what the translation goes for. But um, yeah, so as you can see, it's from Family Mart. It looks to be similar to a poke chicky, although it is not a poke chicky. Uh, we just have daizu meat nugget here. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, this is really building off uh, a product we shared last week, which was the vegan, uh, the meatless hambagu uh, bento out of Family Mart. And here again, Family Mart coming out with a meatless meat product. And uh, I'm just, again, surprised at how quickly this seems to be happening in a country like Japan, where people really love eating their meat, their fish. Their mm-hmm. pork, their chicken. I mean, it's a country where you say, "Oh, I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat," and they come back with you, "Oh, do you eat pork? Uh, no, I don't eat pork. <laughs> oh, do you eat chicken? No, I don't eat chicken. Oh, do you eat fish? Uh, no, I don't eat fish. Oh, do you eat shrimp? No, I don't eat shrimp." And that goes on and on and on right. because it, right. they're not so familiar. So, uh, frankly, I'm very surprised, but I do think it is um, encouraging. You know, it's nice to mm-hmm. see some options coming out there for vegans and vegetarians at the Conveni. Yeah, and now I agree. And this is really exciting. One thing that I will note, and one thing that I actually noticed last week when I was looking back, this little bit right here, only available Ooh. in Tokyo. So this is what you, you've got a sort of a regional difference. My, some might call it classism. I'm not sure. But basically, Tokyo, you know, you get the vegan, you get the vegetarian options. Out here, they're just giving us slop. We got nothing, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, <laughs> But it is interesting that a lot of these vegetarian and vegan options are only available in the Kanto region, uh, which would be Tokyo. And I guess it's just because, you know, in general, you have more sort of like, you know, vegetarian, vegan, um, young professionals, people who are, uh, you know, would be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, Matt, so that that knocks us out for the chicky wars this week uh yeah i guess we're probably gonna be looking at the scoreboard here pretty soon yeah why don't we uh pull up the old scoreboard here uh scoreboard is each week we take a look at the new items coming out of the big three um for the next week so Mm -hmm. uh mike like you did last week. I won't list the conbini. I'm going to ask you to guess which which conbini are set with the new item count here. But we have uh, 76 new items, 41 mm-hmm. new items, and 103 new items. Yeah, that's going to be Family Mart, Lawson, and 7-Eleven. 
Um, although the 7-Eleven, I was a little thrown off because Family Mart, 76. 76, a little high for Family Mart. They're usually playing around 50 to 65. Uh, mm-hmm. Lawson, right in its wheelhouse, you know, 35 to 45. And then 7-Eleven again over the century mark. Last week, they peaked at 158 new items. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, they dialed it back to just 103. And uh, so normally what we've been doing up until now is uh, we each share a favorite item from each Kambini of -hmm. those new items. Uh, We're changing up. We're changing this segment to something that we're calling winners and losers. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Mike, you have picked a winner amongst the three Kambini new items. So out of those 210 new items or so, you've identified Mm -hmm. a single winner. And a mm-hmm. single loser, so a That's favorite right. item and a little kind of sketchy item, and mm-hmm. I have done the same. So, um, how about we start off with you sharing your winner? Where does it come from, and what is it? I'm gonna pop this open here. Let me um, okay put it up on the big screen. <clears throat> Very excited on the edge of my seat. Boy, I was hoping somebody was going to pick this. Thank you. (laughs) Outstanding choice. What do we got here, Mike? All right. So what we've got is some Kushikatsu. Mm, And this is coming out of Lawson. This is the Kushikatsu Mori Awase. Mm, And um, so Kushi in Japanese means skewer. Katsu means fried. And Mori Awase means sort of like a variety of um, items. Usually you hear it in like, Sushi, sushi, moriawase, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the reason I was really excited about this, we haven't talked about kushikatsu no. on, the, on the cast before, I think. And it's one of, it's just a, another, like Japan has so many sort of like individual sort of like things that you could make like whole, um, you know, industries off Industries, of. yeah. And uh, so they're going to try and do the kushikatsu, it looks like. And as you can see, we've got some uh, egg, we've got some uh, lotus root. It looks like we have some beni shoga there. And then we've got the, oh yeah. And then we've got the classic pork um, there in the back, I think. So I'm just really excited. This is not, you know, I think at the Kambini, I've seen maybe just like the pork before, but I've never seen this Moriawase, the the sort of like collection. So it seems like they're just trying to do the real thing. Because when you have kushikatsu out at a restaurant, you're getting the Moriawase, you're getting a collection of different things. And so I'm really excited about this one. I love kushikatsu. I'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, actually, one of my favorite dining experiences in Japan is kushikatsu because they often have the deep fryer right at the table. Mm-hmm. And so you can drop your, uh, like you said, lotus root or pork, whatever it is. You can bread it and fry it right at the table, drop it into the deep fryer mm-hmm. and eat it fresh hot. Um, and it's totally awesome. And oh, that yeah. sauce. Too. The sauce. Ooh. The sauce. Ooh. Ooh, the sauce is a key kind of key it's, a, it's a bulldog sauce, right? Yeah, yeah. Key ingredient. I mean, it is in kushikatsu without the sauce, right? It is outstanding. Okay, great start to our winners, and that's out of Lawson. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to tune into uh, my winner now, Mike. And okay. what I got here, this is also out of Lawson. This is the Fukuri Tamago Egg Sando. Um, Mike, Ooh. normally I'm not a big egg sando guy. I don't like I egg salad in particular. That's one of your favorite items. But this is not egg salad. This is scrambled 
egg. And let me describe it for our listeners here. This thing is like a puffed up sleeping bag of egg. I mean, this is like something that Bear Grylls would pack up just in case he needed to keep warm in Patagonia. Just sleep on that big old egg sando there, tuck right in. I mean, I don't know whether to eat this or rest my head on it and go to sleep for a long, long time here, Mike. This just looks outstanding. Um, pumped about this egg sando. Oh, man. Um, I can't really say much. You know, I love a Tamago sand. And um, and this is uh, this this looks like the the elite, the premium, the premier version of a Tamago sand. And this, like you said, not egg salad. This is an egg sandwich. And egg sand, um, yeah, great choice. This looks this looks beautiful. All right, uh, now on to the losers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's crack open. I think you. Oh, that's uh, here we go. Let's yep. see what you got here for a loser here, Mike. Uh, oh no. Oh, oh, what is this? Family Mart. Yep. So um, coming out of Family Mart, here's my loser for the week. So as you know, last week, actually, one of the ones I picked up was popcorn because I was fixing popcorn. for some popcorn. Yeah. And that was from the Seto Naikai, the inner ocean of Japan. They've got some great sauce. Okay. So what do we got here? We got popcorn again. But yeah. this is Lifeguard Caramel <laughs> Popcorn. Now, let me tell you, caramel popcorn, I have no problem with. You know, I love it. But lifeguard, if I was to describe what this is a drink, you can see it down here in the lower oh. right there. It's a bizarre, no one really knows what it is, but it's basically like a, a soft drink. Maybe you could think of it as like a, I don't know, like a Sprite or like a Mountain Dew flavored caramel popcorn. So I don't know what they're doing here. This just seems like a weird pairing and... um yeah, I don't know. I uh, I just thought it was it was this is a loser for me this week. Yeah, again another instance it seems of the Combini product development team scrambling for uh something to get out and they see lifeguard and popcorn and just okay, let's combine these two. Next thing you know, packaging <laughs> team is right on it and you know, 30,000 stores later, we got this uh hell of a mess here. Yeah. Um yeah, I can't. I'm actually not a huge fan of caramel popcorn to begin with. So the idea that it's also going to include the flavor of carbonated Sprite soda, yeah, yeah, that is a troubling product. So uh, yeah, understandable that it would make it into the loser list yes. this week. Um, all right, let's round it out here. I do also have a loser here. This may not be a loser for you though, Mike, but for me, it certainly is. This is also out of Family Mart, so oh, two losers from Family uh, Mart this week. This is the spicy codro or mentaiko sandwich. Actually, it's mm. not a sandwich. It's a French baguette stuffed with a little mentaiko spicy <laughs> codro. Mike, um, I'd back away from this thing like somebody was swinging a samurai sword at me. I can't get far enough. The distance I need between me and this right now, 6,000 miles feels about right. Um, This thing looks like an infected wound. I have zero interest in eating this. In fact, I got to stop looking at it. Mike, uh, you you might actually like this. Yeah, no, I've said before, you know, I'm a mentaiko maniac, but only on top of rice. That's the only way oh, I like it. I like oh. it on just white rice, boom on top. That's how I want it. And I, but I will say, 
I did have something similar to this in a bread and I didn't, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> the only thing I will say is they're really being conservative with this little, what, what they got like a little, little tube of mentaiko going through the middle of this. It's about a dime. I, yeah. It's a dime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this does not look um, great. And I can totally understand why you uh, would take this up for your loser of the week. All right, so that takes care of the scoreboard and the revised segment winners and losers. And now it's on to uh, actually, we're revisiting an old segment here that's That's come back to life recently uh, called the mailbag. And Mm -hmm. over the last uh, week or so, we've had some great engagement on Twitter. And we want to call out a few of our fans here. Mm Actually, maybe generous to call them fans. Generous. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be fans. Future. Soon. Hopefully, future <laughs> fans. <laughs> hopefully, future fans here. But we did not only uh, we we learned a lot this week. Exactly, from folks on Twitter. Um, and let me just pop open the letters or tweets that they sent us first. Mm-hmm. Um, this one came from Paprika, or needs more petals. I apologize, and. Um, it's the Asahi Red Eye, a tomato juice mm-hmm. beer beverage. Mike, um, mm-hmm. I guess you know a little bit about this. Can you walk us through what this is here? Sure. Yeah. Um, um, I think in some of the replies, maybe people followed up. But um, yeah, uh, I can tell you that uh, Red Eye is definitely a, a, a drink. And it's one that I actually have enjoyed many a time. So we talked before about how like sometimes in Japan, drinking can get can go from like, you know, about 10am to you know, maybe like 9am, you know, 23 mm. hours. And um, sometimes at the tail end of that, you can't drink any more beer. So you got to get some vitamin C in there. That's when you drink a red <laughs> eye. And it's actually not that bad. Because by that time, you're, you know, you're, you're already pretty sauced up. But, um, but no, I've had it before. And I, I to be honest, I, I think it would be pretty good. And so, um, yeah, I wouldn't write it off. Okay, well, um, I've never had one myself. Uh, and this, oh, really? by the way, it, it doesn't appear to be available at the Conveni. This is out of a grocery store, but maybe we'll mm-hmm. see it at a Conveni mm-hmm. someday. So thanks to uh, Needs More Pedals for bringing that to our attention. Uh, next, we have um, a great essay about Lawson. And this was brought to us by uh, Film Essaying. Mm-hmm. Uh, published in Belt Magazine originally. And this was just a terrific essay on the Conveni, specifically uh, this person's favorite, Lawson. And uh, I appreciate that he brought to our attention why there is some, I guess not controversy, but mm-hmm. misunderstanding. Is it Lawson's or is it Lawson? Lawson, yeah. And originally, the U.S.-based convenience store chain was in fact called Lawson's with the apostrophe S, but mm-hmm. uh, when it started up in Japan, they cut off the apostrophe, apostrophe S, and it mm-hmm. just became Lawson. And so yeah. I guess it is okay for it to be mm-hmm. either Lawson's or Lawson. Yeah, yeah. That's something we've had come up before. We've actually been asked on my mom. I think both of our moms asked us that at one time. <laughs> I didn't know either. So that I'm glad to finally like understand what's going on with that. Terrific. And also, I believe uh, Film Essaying pointed out a Conveni historian or anthropologist of some sort in that essay that we need to get in touch with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a Conveni scholar out there. Yes. Um, last up, uh, another 
Twitter user, this uh, from Blackman Japan, pointed out to us the 100 yen loss in store. Now, this was Never a knew. shocking. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe we didn't know about this. Of course, we're both familiar with the 100 yen store in Japan, sure, which really sure. is one of, you know, that's up there with, you know, the pyramids of Giza, you know, the uh, <laughs> Grand Canyon, all kinds of, you know, man made and natural uh, sure. phenomenon. But, yeah. uh, yeah, in this case, there's a hundred yen loss in store where everything costs a hundred yen, which is about a buck. It's about a buck. Yeah, yeah. And some of the comments, and um, there were some back and forth, but um, people wondering where these items come from, where do they appear? I don't know. I've never, I've never actually seen one. I, this must be like something that is more like in the bigger cities. If anybody knows more, um, you know, let us know because it's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting and I'd love to next time you're in Japan we got to get over to 100 yen loss and then check it out. Absolutely. All right, so uh that's it for the mailbag. Uh hopefully each week we'll uh feature some of the stuff coming from our uh hopefully fans on Twitter. Um but Mike, I think now we got to we got to make room now for the lead story. We do, what do we got this week? Yeah, so this week as you know last week we touched on the theme of Christmas starting up in Japan and starting up at the Kombini. And to start, we uh, looked over at 7-Eleven. And following up on that this week, we're going to look at Lawson. Mm-hmm. Or Lawson's, as we, you know, who knows. <laughs> Still don't have feel comfortable with it. But um, So we're looking at Lawson. So let me just go ahead and throw this up on the screen. I think you all from last week will understand the difference for our podcast listeners basically last week we had this sort of strange Mm. scene of boys band holding a champagne (laughs) bottle and everybody having a good time here we have a very elegant i mean could be in a yeah design magazine basically christmas cake and dinner at lawson's Mm. so matt um you know in terms of selection we have sort of the same categories as at 7-Eleven. We got the cakes and sweets. We got the chicken box. We got the party foods. We got liquor and other. Um, so I thought we could just go ahead and start off. Look at the chicken first. Um, so as you know, what, what do you think? I know last week you were really concerned about the size of the chicken. Um, what, what do you think this week? What do you, what do you think about this? Well, this is a much more accurate representation of Chicky here. Mm-hmm. Um, these look very normal. It's not any sort of uh, caveman club style that Seven uh, Eleven was trying to push. And these look elegant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawson, you know, you get a mix of the family chicky with the bone in chicky. Oh, Great to have that yeah. variety there. I do love a nice handle on a chicky, uh, yeah. especially at Christmas dinner. Uh, so yeah, all in on the chickies here. This is outstanding. Okay. All right. So we've got the chickies and then we've also got, now we're in the, uh, the party food section. Boom. So as you can see, they've yeah. sort of mm. collaborated with she- Seijo Ishii, which is sort of an upscale, um, I guess it'd be sort of like Whole Foods in, in the States. That's um, right. Supermarket. And as a, compared to 7-Eleven, as you can see, we've only got a few, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty bare bones, but it's beautiful. I mean, and they've got some really nice items. They got some great brie. They got some, uh, it looks like camembert cheese, uh, beautiful selection of, of wine, including something from Joël Rubichon, the famous three Michelin star French chef. 
So again, wow. this is uh, elegance at its finest. No surprise. Again, Lawson, that's what they're known for, a high-end product. So yeah, this just looks fantastic. And the partnership with Seijo Ishii just makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it is sort of the Whole Foods of Japan. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, you know, all right, so we got through it. Now we're coming to the to what it's all about. Let's get we're talking about the Christmas. tax here. We're talking Christmas cakes. And so <laughs> let's look at what Lawson has to offer. Boom. We're coming into the cake section. Ooh. Oh, boy. boy. So as you can see, look at this. This looks like <laughs> some sort of impressionist painting. I mean, this is just beautiful. I don't know how they have so many colors. We've got the chocolate cake. <laughs> We've got the Mombran cake. We've got the pistachio and berry cake. And it just goes on. We've got the classic cake. It goes on and on, Matt. There's so much. And one that um, you point out to me, we've actually got the Bass Chi cake as Bas-Chi well. Bass Chi is back. Yeah, two Bass Chi cakes. Still don't know what Bass Chi is. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's it's cheese from the Basque region of Spain, I think. So That's two right. uh, elegant cakes. One featuring, uh, it looks like chestnuts. Mm. cheesecake and then a swizzle of mm. thick whipped cream and then on the right a chocolate bass cheesecake looks like it features wafer cookies and another swizzle of chocolate whipped cream outstanding looking selection here mm. yeah mm. yeah and even i mean there's just so Ooh. many and one more that we we're looking at check out this everybody we've got the pick em platter is what I think they call them. They you pick them up. They've got a whole variety. We got a we got a combo pack here. We've got all your favorite flavors. You can just get a little bite of each. This also looks amazing, doesn't it? Looks Look incredible. At this. Yeah, it looks absolutely outstanding. And uh, yeah, in this uh, a selection of eight slices of cake, you get your chocolate cake, you got your matcha cake, you got your strawberry shortcake, you got a strawberry shortcake whipped cream with a uh strawberry whipped cream uh flavor mm-hmm. you got your souffle cheesecake you got your layer cheesecake you got your caramel cake and then you got your madon or chestnut cake all on a single platter eight <sighs> slices of unique cake and then also a fine selection of even more smaller miniature cakes going yeah. from 8 to 12 pieces so outstanding <sighs> Um, just beautiful just beautiful i mean look at all these colors yeah so all right so lawson as you know they've got high quality what we always look for but matt what we want to get into is something we talked about last week. we're talking about size what are we looking at in terms of size here so um um i wanted you to i know that you pointed out this boom we got the pistachio berry cake here so what sort of size are we looking at, ladies and gentlemen? All right, let's talk dimensions here, okay? Yeah. So first, the price on this thing with tax, because everybody's paying tax. Uncle Sam's mm-hmm. got to get his cut. Mm-hmm. This thing is 3,950 yen, so let's call it 40 bucks here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. cheap for a cake, but hang on, Not everybody. Cheap. Strap in, you know, make sure you're <laughs> buckled in for this, Okay. The diameter of this cake is 12 centimeters, which is a little less, I believe, than six inches. The little height... Less than, little less than five. <laughs> it's 2.5 times one inch. So that is a 4.5 cent or inch cake. Wow. 
what? And then the height, which I find actually hard to believe just for structural integrity and the layering that they have in this thing. Four and a half centimeters on the height here, Mike. How is that even possible? They do have a cross section. I'm counting. I'm not counting. They're counting six layers and four and a half centimeters of height here. First, I'm astounded. I'm staggered that that's even physically possible. Yeah. No. Second, I'm absolutely furious that I'm paying 40 bucks for a cake of this size. Yeah. And as you pointed out before, this is for three to four people. Remember, <laughs> remember this. So this is we. All right, everybody. Remember your math. Remember your geometry. We're looking at a radius of six centimeters. So that'd be about 2.5 inches or 2.2 inches. That is one slice right there. And that's for three or four people. I don't know. This, this, uh, this, this seems to be sort of a, uh, a problem going on here. I don't, I don't know what else to say, but let's, all right. You know what? Okay. We've looked at some cakes, but let's look at the crown jewel. We're talking yeah, about. I got a little preview of this. I gotta, I gotta cool off here. Hold yeah, on. yeah. Let me hold just on, take hold a on. sip of water. I'm getting because I know this is gonna. I might blow my stack <laughs> when I see the size of this next cake here. All right, we're going to the special strawberry Christmas cake. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Are you kidding me? All right, for our podcast viewers. Nice. Let me explain what we're looking at. We've got a whipped cream cake, and on top of that, we've got the most beautiful array of sliced strawberries sitting on top with stunning with it looks like this is gold leaf that has been sprinkled that's what that gold powder yes yes yes. so you know what would the average viewer assume the size (laughs) of this cake is and assume the price of this cake is um well let me show you all right ladies and gentlemen this is a hundred dollar cake right And what's more, Matt, this is a hundred dollar cake, and this is a oh, eight you got centimeter by five centimeter cake. <laughs> hold on, they, hold hold on. Oh, all right, okay. Now I'm getting fired up here because this doesn't make any sense. All right, we're looking at a hundred dollar cake, like Mike just said. It's eighteen centimeters diameter, five point two centimeters in height. That doesn't even make sense. That that whole that that array of strawberries, you figure. Has got to be 5.2 centimeters tall. They're stacked up. <laughs> Look at this thing. The, the layers. Are okay, let me count these layers. And again, I'm actually not counting them. This is, we got we got a layer of cake, a layer of whip and strawberry. Layer of cake, mm-hmm. layer of whip and strawberry. Layer of cake, mm-hmm. layer of whip and strawberry. Another layer of cake, whip and strawberry. Whipped cream. And then the stack of strawberries. There's no way. They're keeping that to 5.2 centimeters. But could you just go back up there, Mike? They somehow have doubled the number of people this cake is for. This is not for three to four people. This is now for six to eight people, even though the size is almost the same. Uh, it certainly hasn't doubled from what we just looked at in that pistachio cake. Mike, this is, uh, well, first of all, even if you even if you do serve eight people, let's, let's say you manage, you're looking at tw- what is that? 12, 12 bucks for a slice of cake? It's like 12 bucks a person for some whipped cream and strawberries. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. All right, all right. Let's let's calm down here. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got what we call back home a highway robbery. So I would like you all to just, just um, but, you know, all right. I will say this isn't outlandish in Japan when it comes to, to cakes. And for some reason, it seems as though there's a premium. I, I don't know, man. That's that's almost that's that's about a seven inch. Uh, that's seven inch cake for a hundred dollars. But um, all right, Matt, we're, we we. Before we get too deep, we, we got to move on because, um, but anyways, this was Lawson. Um, and next week, Family Mart has also got their array up, so we can check that out as well. But um, that concludes for this main section of today. All right. It's nice to cool down for a little bit. Yeah, and let's now, calm down. Um, got to calm down here. And no better way to calm down than to enter what is my favorite segment of each week, which is at the Gimba with Mike. The Gimba, of course, the place where the action happens. And Mike, you're in Japan, specifically Kanazawa, and you're going to share with us a review of a product we featured recently. What do you got for us this week? All right, Matt. So, um, you know, as last last week we talked about poke chicky, and it's something that we've been talking about a lot. Poke chicky versus karagekun. And we yeah. were saying that, you know, poke chicky at the start, they have these simple flavors, <laughs> whereas karage-kun, they've got black hole flavor, they've got <laughs> kimetsu no yaiba flavor. They've got all, they, it's just, like you said, they're releasing concepts at this point. But so we actually, um, on, on Twitter, and we got a lot of feedback, people wanted to see what this butter soy sauce poke chicky mm. was all about. And so I went out, actually the day after the last podcast, and I got it. And um, Matt, I've got to tell you. I think you can go ahead and you can pick up that steak and you can just drive it right in to the coffin of poke chicky because I got to say this war is over. It's done. I don't even think we have to pay any attention to poke chicky from here on out. So let me explain what's going on here. So we So all right, this is the problem. So it looked it looked actually pretty good, but they're small. They're much smaller mm. than Karagekun, poke mm. chicky in general. Mm. And and they they also have this sort of like dense uh chicken flavor. Or or the the chicken is very dense. Mm. Whereas karagekun, you kind of have some of that air and the juice mm. in that to sort of um it, it feels most like a chicken nugget almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um the flavor, it tastes like butter soy sauce, but um it was smaller, you know, it mm. it, it didn't even I mean, it was barely interesting, the the butter and soy sauce flavor. I, I'm not going to, you know, if you can't get karage-kun and you really like nuggets, I'd say, you know, get some poke chicky. But Matt, I, I really hate to say it. I, I think this uh, this um, nugget war has come to a conclusion. <laughs> we'll have to see. But um, yeah, that I, I was I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, that is uh, stunning. Uh, yeah. You know, we thought uh, Family Mart has a lot of resources to bring to bear, including the Family Chicky recipe, Family Chicky. which we yeah. agree is the best chicky of them all. Right. And to think that they can't even stand up an army for the first round of battle with mm. Karaage-kun is, uh, frankly speaking, quite frankly, stunning. <laughs> um <laughs> Wow, Mike, that is a that is a tough tough review. Maybe they can dig out of the hole that they've uh, that they've made for themselves, or maybe it's just time to put down the shovel and stop yeah. digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens. You know, 
maybe they're going to have a big revamp, but at this point, I just don't see it happening. All right. Uh, well, I guess uh, from some bad news to maybe some worse news here, yeah. it's on to uh, convening news. And this week, Mike, uh, we're talking coronavirus impact on convening sales. The headline here is it's down, down, down for all three convening chains. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I am shocked. I figured, you know, Conveni have stayed open really throughout coronavirus. Yeah. And with people, I figure eating out less, uh, places like grocery stores, like Conveni, would actually have a bump in sales. But that's not what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's 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 your take on this? Are you as surprised as I am or, or did you expect <clears throat> this? So I got to be honest, when I first saw this headline, I was blown away. It didn't make any sense to me. And this Mm. was like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is probably about 40 minutes ago. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But while we're doing the podcast, in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking about it. And I was thinking about my activities during this half a year where we've had coronavirus. Mm. And I was thinking, you know, for those first four months, you know, my... Whereas before I was a three, three time a day guy, you know, I, I dropped down almost a three, three times a week guy. And so, you know, I imagine there are a lot more people like that. Um, And so I I will say from here on out, I don't see any problem, but, you know, during that time, I guess I, you know, thinking back, you know, everybody was really just kind of sheltering in and um, yeah, I guess it would make sense that they, they, um, that the sales were down, but, but going forward, even if coronavirus continues, I think that um, people will uh, be going to the convening more just as they've grown a little bit more accustomed to just like what we're dealing with. Yeah. Hopefully people are growing accustomed and we've seen the convening adapt to coronavirus. We've seen uh convenient owners attach uh, foot pedals to coolers mm-hmm. so that people can open them up with their feet versus their hands. We've seen, uh, the plexiglass shield in front of the That's Oden right. tank and mm-hmm. customers can no longer fish out their stew daikon and gyusuji on their own. They have That's to right. ask the store attendant to do that for them. So hopefully, mm-hmm. as you're saying, as people grow more comfortable getting out in the convenience continues to adapt to mm-hmm. uh, COVID-19, we'll see sales go right back up. And, you know, God willing, mm-hmm. you'll get back to three times a day. Hopefully. Um, God willing. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> Yeah. God will. Okay. <laughs> so um, that wraps up this week's episode, Mike. Number twenty-five is in the can. Wow, what wow. a ride we've been on! It's time to close it out. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please uh, leave us a review on uh, podcast, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Podcasts, however you listen. That helps more people find the podcast. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, also, YouTube. We're now posting visuals of the podcast so you right. can see exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do have a convenient memory, we have a phone number that you can dial into. Can't find it right now. Usually have that handy, so I'll post it on Twitter. Uh, actually, I just found it. It's 617-453-8207. Dial in. Leave us a message about something you love about the Conveni, and we'll share it with everybody. All right. Uh, that's it for this week, Mike. I guess 
Hey, I'll see you at the Conbini. See you at the Conbini.